found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome in. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Trent Conan is here with me. We will talk the world of sports with you and localize it to the best of our abilities. Coming up here for the next couple of hours from noon until 2. Zubin Mahente stops by ESPN. Zubin checks in at about 12.20 in the 1 o'clock hour. John Miller will be here. We'll preview tonight's uh, Big Ten tilt. The Hawks hosting Sparty. 8 o'clock tip at Carver Hawkeye. Assuming 8 o'clock tip. Uh, Tennessee and Kentucky will precede that one on ESPN. So assuming their game is over on time, it'll get started right on time, which remains to be seen. And then Vinny Iyer, Sporting News, will take another uh, trip down uh, memory lane as far as the Super Bowl and the season that was as the Philadelphia Eagles have their parade set for Thursday. Meanwhile, in New England, the dismantling of uh, Bill Belichick's Coaching staff is uh, underway as both uh, Matt Patricia, he's now accepted the uh, head coaching job with the Lions, and just today Josh McDaniels has made it official. He will indeed take over the Indianapolis Colts. Trent, how are you? Uh, not too bad. Good to see you. Glad yeah, you can thank make you it for in. yesterday. Appreciate that. Uh, it uh, really was we got to keep the old man safe Yes, over there. thank you very much for that, <laughs> yes. and I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, now that I know how easy it is to twist your arm and, and that, that you do indeed uh-oh, have my uh-oh, back, uh-oh. might have to take you up. Uh, Open a can of worms, didn't it's I? It's rain. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's it's okay in the rain. It's it's the snow and uh, it's it was it was awful on the road it yesterday. It was. I, I was really surprised. So I ran home between shows. Did you make something. it back in time? I did, but it took, which normally is, I can get there and back, normal traffic, 11 minutes. There and back. There and back. Well, there Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. 11 so minutes round each trip way. 22. Yep. It was about uh, just a shade under a half hour both ways. Mm. So, yeah, there wasn't a lot of time in between. Forgot my lunch was the problem. Ooh, yeah, bad, you can't do bad that. Bad idea. Bad idea. Especially but, you. Yes, yes. You like to tackle. I don't yeah. blame you. You put a long day here, Trent. You put in a long day. Uh, just real quick, uh, the, the, the NFL News, Belichick staff, Patricia uh, McDaniels, who's set up to have six, more success maybe right out of the shoot. Is it Matt Patricia in Detroit? You would think so, but if you're a Lions fan, or after seeing that performance, yeah, no, I know. I how know. excited are you? Well, it's an interesting. It's it's a good point. Um, I think. Look, the last time Charlie Weiss and Romeo Crennel left the nest, mm-hmm. it didn't actually work out, mm-hmm. right? Um, they didn't set the league on fire by any means. Uh, will these two do the same? Josh McDaniels has left once before, and he came crawling back, tail between his legs. It didn't work in Denver for him. Uh, and, and the Andrew Luck uncertainty is is and, and that division, which was for the longest time uh, a laughingstock, mm-hmm. all of a sudden now don't don't look now, Trent. That that, that division, their arrow's pointing up. Yes, I think yes. I really do. Jacksonville now they have sure. a decision at quarterback still. I think they seat. made it, Trent. I think Bortles is. I think they did. They not. Pick up the next year a Bortles contract. I thought I saw that. Well, and there's something with his wrist, right? That, that he uh, underwent surgery. Yes. yes, he did. So you have that last week. Over. I want to say so. That's the route that they're going. But Tennessee getting better mm, playoff team. I think That's so. The divisional round. Mm-hmm. Mariota, maybe. Oh, look at what Philadelphia did. Maybe that would make a little more sense for mm-hmm. what we're doing here mm-hmm. with the RPO. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be off season. Over under number of times we say or hear RPO. 
10,000? Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's part of the vocabulary now. It is. Yeah, it really is. And it was funny on Twitter on Sunday night seeing coaches tweet about it. It's not an RPO. It was right. a play action. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I don't remember who it was, but I, I saw it retweeted. Well, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth, they, they took a lot of arrows for their broadcast. And I think yeah. in particular, it was the uncertainty, if you will, that, you know, the, the Corey Clement uh, mm-hmm. touched catch, no catch. Uh, Zach Ertz, catch, no catch. And they were, let's just say they they missed Mike Pereira at a time yeah. like that. There was, I mean, as confused as we were, I think you could probably say the same for the two guys that uh, were broadcasting the game. You don't want that. You know, you at least want some clarity. I mean, if you're an Eagles fan, that, you, you are on pins and needles, clearly, yeah. for both of them. Uh, and you would have liked one of the guys in the booth to at least, you know, give you a little bit of hope that it's going to go your way. But they were noncommittal. In fact, um, the Clement touchdown, and I'm, I'm with them. I didn't think it was going to be a catch. I didn't either. I really thought that, you know, he's bobbling the football. He's got one foot down. The other one comes down on the line. I don't think it's a catch. The Ertz one, I was convinced it was. He was a runner at that point. I was proven correct. Um but you know they they were not. I mean, Al Michaels, uh, Matt Patricia's going to the Pistons. Yeah. You know? yeah. Now he caught himself very quickly. Yeah. Uh, and and he actually made a funny afterwards. I think now that really would have been a story, or we really would have had a story if he was going to the Pistons. Um, but the broadcasters, it was it's a pretty good crew. I mean, uh, the spotlight's on you, Trent Collinsworth. How about the? Uh... This is setting up to be a great performance, like we had at halftime with Justin Timberlake. That's what he said. Yeah, it was in the I don't fourth remember quarter. that part. Really? What? No, the, 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 it was okay. That's fine. That I'm a Timberlake fun. fan. Mm-hmm. Not his best work. Not yeah, best I, work. I, I could uh, take your leave. I thought the selfie with the kid in the stands was phenomenal. Yeah, that was good. That was and good. and then how Twitter reacted afterwards when they got a still picture of him tw- looking at his phone, and then people decided to take it in their own hands. What he was, you know, actually searching on yes, Twitter. Yes. <laughs> there were some really good ones out there uh, for that. Uh, the Combine invites have been made official. There are five Hawkeyes, one Cyclone going. Lazard uh, will be in Indianapolis for the uh, Combine, which comes up in early March. Um, How James, many guys are invited? Oh, hundreds. Is it like 400 It's some? a ton, Trent. Yeah, that number seems right. Um, I saw one of the draft guys that I follow said, and remember, just because they're invited to the combine, it's it's no guarantee. He said last year, I think the no, it was average, like 130 guys get invited to the combine that don't get drafted. Mm-hmm. There's always 35 to 40 guys that don't get invited that do get drafted. So okay. just because you're not invited to the combine doesn't mean that your NFL career uh, is not going to happen. But um, Josie Jewell, Josh Jackson, James Daniels, Akram Wadley, and Sean Welsh will be participating in the combine. It'd be a fun, what, I don't know, would it be? I'm not sure I want to actually see the combine. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind being having access to all the the teams the execs, right, the right. general managers, the head coaches. I don't know if I want to watch a guy do a cone drill or jump up as high as he can. Yes. The 40s might be okay for a while, but even after, I mean, how many can you watch before you want to do something else? Can, can we pull out Rich Eisen, please? Yeah, let's get to that point, right, <laughs> where uh, where that happens. But but still, nonetheless, this, this is big for these six guys, absolutely huge. The guys that um, are draft eligible that didn't get invited will still have plenty of opportunities. I, I, all the schools are going to do a pro day, and you'll get your opportunity. Even the guys that do go to the Combine that they say they don't run well, they'll be given another opportunity to better that time. 
uh, when they do so in their uh, the environment that they know best, which is you know at, at wherever in Ames or in Iowa City. Uh, well, Iowa City is always known as a fast track. Is it? Yeah, they're uh, they're forty times, and that's something that NFL people know now too. Mm-hmm. Is well, a guy ran a, a four four five here, and then he ran a four three. Not well, also remember, right? Take that into consideration yes. where it was done. Yes, huh? and, and I, I think that's going to be uh, something that we probably hear. And Josh Jackson's really the biggest one. What he's going to run? Well, him and Lazard, because Lazard. Yeah. I mean, Jackson's a first rounder. Lazard is. I don't know. I mean, Lazard's either a third rounder or a fourth, fifth, sixth rounder, depending on how fast he runs. Um, I've seen some first round for James Daniels. Yeah. I'm seeing that. Now, I don't know how much stock you should put into mock drafts at this point, right? Very little. They haven't done the combine. They haven't done the pro days. Um, Free agency hasn't come and gone, so you don't know what your team is going to be restocking, taking that path. But... I mean, it's it's huge for Lazar because I guess he's going to try and play receiver. I always thought he would be better served to move to the tight end position, mm-hmm. and maybe he'll be asked to do that. Um, be a hybrid well, type guy. Yeah, you know, he had a lot of drops. Lazard had yeah. a lot of drops in his career. He's still going to play on Sunday, so I have no <laughs> doubt about that. Somebody will give him an opportunity to do that. Um, Josie Jewell, you know who he was compared to today, and uh, it was at actually NFL dot com. They've I'm, got they've uh, got the whole list of guys that were invited, their strengths, their weaknesses, their ranking, mm-hmm. and then an NFL comparison. This one blew me away, and I'm thinking, wow, if that's what they think of Josie Jewell, this kid's got a chance to be a real good player. Zach Thomas. Not a bad one. Not bad. Is he white? Yes. What? We're, Believe it or not. We're, we're every comp. Yeah, it's but this, guy's re- this guy is the pulse of his Luke defense. Luke Keekly. Now, that would be really good if he's yes. compared to Luke Keekley. Uh, now, maybe down one peg. He's not okay. quite at Keekley level, right. but he's not far from it. NFC East. NFC East. Has a star on his helmet. Played in the Big Sean Ten. Lee? Ding, ding, Whoa. ding. Well, hopefully he doesn't have the same injury. Concern. Well, that's true because yeah. this guy can't stay on the field. But when right. he is on the field, Trent? Yes. My God. Huge difference yes. for that team. But did Josie Jules' comparison to Sean Lee. Pretty good that? one. Yeah. Sean Lee is more bigger, isn't he? He's I thought six, he four? was taller, yes. I thought he was taller. Because Jewel is 6'1". 6'1 is my guess, yes. I got to think Sean Lee's probably 6'2". Let's see here. 6'2", 235? Yeah, 6'2". See, I thought he was always a little rangier. I don't know. What's he listed as? 245. 245? 6'2", Josie Jewell. Well, we'll find out exactly yeah, right. what he is. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. do they have him? They have him listed yeah. at six two. Do they? Yeah. Uh, on the Hawkeye page. Yes. Yes. Six two two thirty six. So no, you know how those change once they get to Indianapolis. You actually six get the foot legit. and a half. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, did you watch any hoops last night? I and did. And if so, did you catch the Big Twelve tilt West Virginia on the road last time they were on the road? Of course, it didn't go well for them in Ames. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking on Oklahoma. Yeah, enjoyed that one. I watched, did too. Watched a lot of Louisville Syracuse. Now I it. didn't do that. Was it a good game? It was. It, it was good, and Syracuse gets a road win. Louisville. David Padgett just seeing a six foot ten coach. It's different, isn't it? It's so weird. They they brought him over the Hundle, and, and for whatever reason, that lineup didn't have anybody as tall as him. And they came over, and they looked like little kids. It yeah. looked like you go down and you're watching some sixth grade tournament, mm-hmm. and all the little kids looking up at the coach. Well, how tall is McDermott? Six eight. 
six six. Yeah, I thought he was taller than that. I don't think he's sixty. Well, maybe maybe he was when he was when he played. Right, listed at that. Yeah, I think I probably lost an inch at some point. It happens, right? It does absolutely. I'm in trouble. Yeah. yeah, McDermott's McDermott's about six, but, but the game itself, West Virginia. Trent, I'm convinced Kanate's going to be a star. You love I, that. Guy. I like that kid a lot. I like him at both ends of the floor now. Um, you know, before he was all I don't want to say a one trick pony because but he was he would score a little bit. Mm-hmm. But watching him uh, defend the basket, he is and, and even when he wasn't, maybe when he was a step behind, just the fact that he's on the floor seemed to plant the seed of doubt. In 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 a number of the Oklahoma players last night that had a clear a clear route to the basket and and missed Trent and not because he was there but because of the fact that he might be there or he might be coming up behind you just um, you know planting that uh, in your head and then when he is there I mean there were there were a couple of plays last night just oh my God you know <laughs> guys going to the basket for what you thought was an uncontested dunk here comes a hand he gets all ball. Uh, and they're going the other way. I like Kanate a lot. This West Virginia team, look, I picked them to win the Big 12. I don't think they're going to win the Big 12. But if Kansas, who plays again tonight, mm-hmm. has a, they, play, they host TCU, um, this is nowhere near Bill Self's best Kansas team. Yet look where they are. At the top. Where you thought that they would be. I, I figured they'd find a way. Mm-hmm. And still, they got plenty of talent. They got, but team. they got some work to do yet. Yeah, Trey. yeah. yeah. Uh, I uh, I was pondering this over the weekend. So Kansas loses over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Duke loses to St. John's, who had had 11 straight losses. That was losses. crazy. And Arizona also lost to Washington on a, a great buzzer beater. Of those three, is it still Duke? You know, Duke that you take to get to the Final Four, win into the championship? Because of Bagley? Because of Bagley. Uh, because Kansas, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't get to them there with them. Well, the kid from Arizona, the freshman from Arizona, is a pain. Is the the, the big seven foot kid, or just he's um. Well, Raleigh Alkins, when he's healthy, they've been good. Yeah, I mean, I think they are they're the best team in the pack, right? Yeah, I had Bonin Camp on yesterday. He dropped him to 18th in his poll. John, Gee, he got a little love for including um, East Tennessee State. East Tennessee State. Talk That's who it was. Well. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> uh. I don't know. Duke, I still, when I, I watched a lot of that St. John's game over the weekend, mm-hmm. but you know, back to Kansas, same kind of thing. Aiton is his name. Ah, uh, DeAndre Aiton. DeAndre Aiton, yes. Yeah. 13, 14 wins. I think they'll be fine. I just, who else is going to get there? That's what I keep coming. Mm-hmm. West Virginia, but they had that bad stretch. Mm-hmm. And Oklahoma. And offensively, they're challenged, although they scored 75 last night. Trey Young's going to shoot them out of games. He's mm-hmm. going to keep them in a lot of games. You look at the other contenders, though. Who else is getting to 13 or 14? I guess we probably have to look at schedules deeper to see who else not only could finish even ahead of them, but even get a, a share of the title. That's what I keep coming back to. Because of the depth of this conference, just Kansas is best equipped mm-hmm. to do it because they've mm-hmm. done it so many times before. When West shoots like he did, although he, he cooled off, I mean, yeah. he was five for five at one point, was he not? I think he had his first five baskets were all threes, and they didn't make another one after that. Um, he was unbelievable. Carter was not his best. He was good defensively last night. Ahmad's coming on, but um, I don't know. I I. I still think you're going to be right, but I'm going to hold out hope that, not hope, that's not the right way, but I, I don't want it to be the cakewalk. I want to get to the final sure. weekend and 
you know, have something to play for as far as if Kansas is going to do it for the 14th straight time, let's have a earn it on the final weekend. I, I have the generator here if we uh, if we want to go through. We're a little early probably to be playing with that to see because we still got, well, let's Trent, see, one, the big, two, three. Well, four, I know five, that we're talking to Big 12, but, but Iowa season ends, no, the tournament. The tournament starts February Three weeks 28th. from tomorrow, right? February 28th. Yeah, Wednesday, February 28th. And the 11-14 or 12-13 game. It could be over. Another loss to a double-digit seed. This one will be different because it'll also be a double-digit seed if Th- the season ends for the Hawks. Three weeks, Trent. 1938, last time their season ended in February. Is, so why did you look that up? Uh, I mean, my, where did you look it up? My, my buddy did. Did uh, who, who For my, uh, my podcast that I do with a friend, our stat uh, information guy, he, he dug that out of the archives. 1938. Last time they didn't play in the month of March. It's crazy, Bonkers. Yeah. Uh, Zuba Mahante joins us next. We will uh, talk to Zuba about the world of sports. One o'clock hour, John Miller is here. Uh, tomorrow is signing day. Not sure how much... Uh, although Iowa got a linebacker kid from Georgia who they mm-hmm. really wanted to get, apparently is going to be a Hawk. So his commitment comes in tomorrow. It is going to be different tomorrow, isn't it? Just not, it's not, not nearly the same. as fun. No. No. I, I love signing day, reading. And, and you know what I really enjoy? You know, the Iowa and Iowa State game, guys we know really well. I always like looking at the signing class for you and I, though, because there's so many kids that are from the CIML, you mm-hmm. know, game, game names that we hear like, oh, Oh, he's he's going to play, mm-hmm. you know, at at the FCS level because recruiting at the highest level, you, you know, most of the guys. There's surprises right. that crop up, but for the most part, you kind of know the names. And we know here locally, there's two, three, four kids that are going to play D1. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, oh, interesting that guy. And you don't know if it's full scholarship, a partial scholarship, but you know, they're going and they're going to be uh, playing football at you and I. That's the one that I always get a kick out of because it, it is. Can you imagine recruiting at that level? No. There's a kid from up in my neck of the woods I saw at 2020 class that got a football offer from you and I. But uh, for you and I, you offer early. It's either we'll get this kid if he doesn't develop and the big boys come, or he commits and then, oh, look at this guy blowing up and I would have a state coming. How difficult it has mm-hmm. to be. It's difficult everywhere, but just at a place in a program like you and I, just how many more rocks you have to turn you over know. to find these guys. You know, speaking to you and I, we we missed this with all the coverage from yesterday. A couple of things. Well, you know, let's let's save Drake Bradley for later because mm-hmm. hats off to them and hats off yes. to Reed Timmer, who becomes the uh, all-time leading scorer uh, in the program's history. That's a big win for that team who didn't uh, – their arrow certainly wasn't pointing up. But Ryan Boyle, um, gone from Iowa or will be. What what's what's next for him? Is is you and I? Does that make sense for him, or or, or where does he go? Ah, you, you would think FCS level would make sense, but he is a grad transfer, so he can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But can he go anywhere and play? I mean, he's never played in his career. Right, right. He just. I remember talking to him at the Rose Bowl, and because he was at the banquet, so that's where you're allowed to, right? Yeah. Not the banquet. It was the uh, it was media day. Um, all the Stanford players come in and sit, and then you just pluck them out, the ones you want to talk to. And we had that opportunity. We grabbed localized a little bit to talk to Boyle. Um, I, I was convinced he was going to play. Good kid. Yeah, he really was a good kid. And was appreciative of his opportunity, and I, I just I mean, it never came. It never no, came. no, he, he's not as big as Lanning. Right. He, he no, was, by a long shot. You know, he's Lanning 6'4", 240. I don't know if he's six four, but he and then Boyle, though he played physical, they played mm-hmm. a similar style. He just he didn't have the same kind of frame, and mm-hmm. and how much that's going to impact. 
There's got to be a spot, though, for him. Don't you think? There has to be some place for I just him. hope he gets a chance to play a year of college football. Yeah. He has two years of eligibility. Two years, uh, right. Yeah. Go to you know a place like Eastern Michigan where we uh, we saw Uyghurs transfer mm-hmm. to, you know, a, a Mac school, something like that. Maybe just go with him. Mm-hmm. Be his uh, backup for a year, and then you'll be the start <laughs> of the year again. after. Yeah. Zuma Manti, ESPN, joins us next. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I are here until 2 o'clock on 1700 KBGG. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. Hey, honey, going to the chicken coop to watch the game. Whoa, football season is over. What game? Uh, the basketball, uh, soccer, hockey game uh, race. Oh, big fan of those sports now, are we? Yeah, yeah, always. You know me. You're really just going for the wings and beer, aren't you? Pretty much. Bye. Yeah, buddy. The chicken coop knows what's up. The games are great, but the real MVPs are the flame-broiled wings and beer at your favorite sports bar. The chicken coop, sports bar and grill. West Des Moines and Urbandale. My name is Natasha, and I'm with Coleman Greater Iowa. We've been teaming up with Iowa Wild for five years now to host Pink in the Ring. If you've never been, this is the year. Join us at Wells Fargo Arena on Saturday, February 10th. We'll have lots of giveaways and a silent auction. If you're brave enough, you can get your head shaved or color your hair pink. After the game, don't miss the live jersey auction where you could take home your favorite player's jersey. So come on out Saturday, February 10th at 6 p.m. Wear your pink and help us raise money for life-saving services in our area. For more information and to buy your tickets, go to homeingreateriowa.org. See you there. Cumulus Media and the American Heart Association invite you to join us for the 25th Annual Heart Ball presented by Iowa Heart Center in Mercy along with Unity Point Health Des Moines on February 10th at the Community Choice Credit Union Convention Center. This fun event will highlight how far we've come in the fight against heart disease and stroke and how you can help make our community a healthier place to live, work, and play. Learn more, purchase tickets, or make a donation at heart.org slash dsmheartball. That's heart.org slash dsmheartball. We'll see you there. This tax season, AutoZone has everything your car needs. And now those parts and supplies come with more savings when you sign up for the AutoZone Rewards Program. You'll earn 20 bucks every time you spend $20 or more five times. One more way to get more done. This tax season, save on five quarts of Pennzoil High Mileage or Conventional and an STP oil filter for $24.99 or an STP Extended Life filter for $3 more. Stop in and let's get you what you need. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone, AutoZone. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. One of the scariest things that can happen to pet owners is having your pet go missing. That's why the Animal Rescue League of Iowa has partnered with IowaPetAlert.com to help reunite lost pets with their owners. We post every lost pet that arrives to our doors on this website within 24 hours, and the public can post lost and found pets and sign up for notifications, too. Learn more at iowapetalert.com. You know, guys, we've got it pretty good. Going to games, watching sports on TV, listening to sports talk radio, we never really stop with sports. 
So maybe with Valentine's Day just around the corner, you ought to get her something special from Heartland Flag Poles and Flags. Did you know that we carry a huge selection of home decor and furnishings? We do. Art Peace Poles. We have a huge selection. She'll love the one you pick out for her. And best of all, she'll know that you're actually listening to her. Or at least got lucky because you went to Heartland Flag Poles and Flags. 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines or heartlandflags.com. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself with you until 2, 1 o'clock hour. John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com, Vinnie Iyer from the Sporting News. Zubin Mahente from ESPN. He'll be busy tonight. He's got Sports Center. John Anderson, Zubin Mahente immediately following Michigan State and Iowa. Uh, Zubin joins us. Zubin, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Zubin? Doing well. I was telling Trent during the break, uh, I guess tongue planted a little bit in cheek that I'm sure you guys have seen more than enough of Iowa at this particular point. I haven't seen them nearly as much as I'd like to. I hear some things about Bohan and I hear some things about some other guys. Um, I'm interested to just watch Fran. You know, I'm just, I haven't watched it every game. So uh, I'll be interested to see what happens tonight. But uh, you know, this is interesting because obviously the opponent has a lot going on too. So yeah, that's for sure. uh, we'll be waiting to see. The one, one thing I'd like to mention is just. Uh, I am disappointed when I've, I've heard you and other guys say what a lousy home court Carver Hawkeye has been. When I was there, I was there for Trent. Uh, you'll remember, I think probably, this is probably like 2000, 2001. Like I was there for Evans and Wrecker and fifteen mm-hmm. five, and that place was sold Every out. And, you know, that was, it, it's just, it's just really a shame what's happened. It's a shame. No, I agree with you, Zubin. 15-5, you could look at the box score, and every single night, 15-5. You know what? Let's stay in college basketball. Last week, you, uh, you, you, worked, you worked a couple of shifts with Tom Crean. Tom Crean's one of those guys, Zubin, that uh, I hope never goes back to coaching. I really do. I felt the same way with John Gruden, that when, uh, when, when Crean or when, when Gruden's 
you know, talking football, whether he's in the trailer, you know, doing his quarterback camp, whether he's doing Monday night football. I'm starting to feel the same about Tom Crean, whether he's doing a, a game or sitting beside you or somebody else uh, in Bristol, learning from him from a coach's perspective. Um, I, I really appreciate that. I think Crean's got a bright, bright future in TV. Has he mentioned his desire to get back into coaching? Is he happy doing what he's doing now? Help us out on Tom Crean, who I think is a is a uh, a real up and coming uh, star in television. I I sense he loves being in television because much like a lot of coaches and players that we deal with and interview with on the radio and on TV, he just has like a thirst to get better. And it's kind of funny. We look at it as we're in the media. We do this for a living. But they look at it as sort of like grinding the same way they did as a player or a coach. Okay, how can I do this better? How can I do that better? And he's really bought in. The most interesting thing about him, he's gotten a little Romo factor going right. He ended up calling the final play mm-hmm. in the Kansas-Oklahoma game, and people gave him a lot of pubs for that and deservedly so. But I think what's really interesting for a guy like this is when you have discussions with him off camera, so we're just watching the game. And, in fact, we were watching West Virginia and Iowa State on the U last week. We're just watching a bunch of games, and he just said something to me that was so interesting that all of us can relate to, no matter what level of basketball you played, whether it was just in like high school or just out at the playground or whatever. He said whenever he goes to these shoot-arounds and whenever he goes to practices, he watches guys continue to practice shooting. Like if you're struggling as a free-throw shooter, keep shooting free-throws. If you're struggling with your elbow jumper, keep shooting elbow jumpers. Just like... Keep ingraining it, 500 shots, 1,000 shots, whatever cliche we use. And generally, everyone is given tons of plaudits. Well, he or she's struggling from this spot on the floor. Look at them. They're out there five hours before the game, pounding away, taking that shot. And he, what he often said to me was, he goes, people, and I, I just never really thought about it like this, he goes, people aren't working on their deficiency. So if you can't hit that shot because your follow-through is poor, nobody tells you that. All they tell you to go out and do is to just keep shooting. Just keep shooting, and eventually it'll go in. Just keep shooting because we tell everybody in life, the more you do something, the better the practice, the better the repetition. And he was just of the mind that said, I had plenty of guys who would go out there and shoot, 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 and make sure they knew I was shooting and try to impress me and try to just put everything in there to give a good example for their teammates. But he goes, some guys would just overwork, and some guys would just be out there and say to them, like, what are you doing? He's, oh, I'm just shooting. And it was just one of those so in- – it was just, it's just an interesting coaching anecdote that a lot of times we give credit for simple things that we certainly think would help the individual or help the team, but in some cases it ends up being counterproductive. It was just really interesting to hear the nuances of what he thinks just when he watches the game. Zubin, uh, college basketball this year. So we got new metrics, if you will, a new way of measuring things as the NCAA committee will be looking at and putting together the bracket. Instead of what we'd grown accustomed to here lately, top 50 wins and, and your record against the top 50, now it's this convoluted thing, your group one, home wins against the top 30, neutral against the top 50, away wins against the 75. For you, trying to disseminate this information and pass it along to the listener, is this making it a lot more difficult to kind of explain what each team's resume really looks like? Oh, 100%. Listen, last <laughs> night on SportsCenter, we're working after the game. And last night, what we have basically done to slim it down is because we almost did a reset or a primer or a cliff note and said, listen, 
you guys are different. Maybe I'm different. Your audience is different because of where you live. We are all in on the college basketball right now, even though the state's obviously not having a great year collectively. Um, we did a reset where we just said, listen, you've probably heard of Trey Young, but here's a bunch of other guys you need to know about. And you might think like, well, you know, everybody knows about Arizona State starting fast and being the last team to lose a game and then sort of plummeting. But I would bet you there's a lot of our viewers out there that are so wrapped up in the NFL, they're so wrapped up in the NBA, because there's obviously great things going on with both of those sports, that they're just sort of getting into it. So I think for our diehard Trent, I guess you qualify, but for the diehards, diehards, we're really kind of getting into a situation where we're slowly putting that in there. We do something here called Hoop Scoop, and that just basically is a nice little radio device or TV device to just say, here's what's going on, here's what you need to know, and Jay and Seth, Jay Will and Seth Greenberg will give us that information. So I think for the diehards like you, you know, Lenardi's updating his bracket every single day. It's out there, um, and that's been updated for weeks and weeks. We're starting to use Joe a little bit more now as we get closer, but I think for the large percentage of the audience right now, because they were so locked into the NFL and everything, that we're still trying to slow play it there. But for the diehards like you, Lenardi's out there, Ken Palm's out there, all those things are out there. But I think right now for the audience, so much of it, at least from a TV perspective, is still first finding out about the sport right now. So I think we've got to kind of play to that crowd first. And obviously, all those metrics that you mentioned are so deep and ingrained that it probably needs a little while before we jump into those particular numbers. Mm-hmm. Zubin, are you on board with um, with the fact that a lot of people don't think that there is a dominant team in college basketball this year, which I think is for the betterment of the sport, quite frankly, makes things way more wide open instead of just getting out your pen and your bracket and putting it in Kentucky or putting in a Duke or a North Carolina. Um, is, is there a dominant basketball team? And if so, is it Villanova or are you tap the brakes a little bit? I'm not sure anyone uh, deserves, uh, you know, that dominant moniker attached to them. If I were to throw 20 bucks on somebody to win the tournament tomorrow, it would probably be on Villanova. I think they have not gotten a lot of credit for a couple of things that other teams would get credit for. So they have a guy named Phil Booth who just got injured this year. He was injured last year. He'd be a major piece for the Wildcats. And they've just learned how to play without him. They had a kid named Omari Spellman, who's a very good player for them, that was academically ineligible last year. They just learned how to play without him. I think a lot of other teams that get into this situation that miss players of this caliber everybody's constantly bringing it up. Well, you know, this guy's hurt. You know, Bagley hurt his eye in the Champions Classic. I mean, all day long you hear excuses about all these other teams that are missing players, and Villanova's missing players for long stretches, and you never hear anything. I think one other thing that's really hurt Villanova, this is no fault of their own, is I think the Big East is supposed to be way more competitive uh, than it has been. Uh, um, again, Butler was able to rise to the occasion to knock out Villanova, but I don't think Seton Hall's been as good. I don't think Creighton's been as good. Mm-hmm. I don't think the league as a whole, I think Xavier's been pretty good. I don't think the league as a whole has helped or buttressed Villanova the way they were hoping. I think it's them, Xavier, and then a massive drop-off, taking into account that Butler did beat Villanova, but that's been a one-time thing, and Butler just seems to have their number, if you know, over the years of Villanova. So I think that's hurt Villanova a little bit. Their conference hasn't been nearly as strong. But the one thing I would tell you, is what I find the most interesting, Villanova, not depending on freshmen. Virginia, not depending on freshmen. Purdue, not depending on freshmen. North Carolina, not depending on freshmen. I'm not going to throw Carolina into the group of the other three. Carolina, just as a blue blood, I wanted to just throw that out there. 
they're, they're actually having trouble getting a lot of top 100 recruits because while this whole academic scandal is hanging over their heads, there's a ton of negative recruiting going on saying, don't go to Carolina. They're going hit, to get hit really hard. Obviously, nothing much happened. But if you look at the top three teams in the country, you could even bring it down to, like, Cincinnati, who's in the top ten. They're not relying on freshmen. So while you have your Arizonas and your Kentuckys that are relying on freshmen, the, the top three teams in America in a good part of the top ten is not relying on freshmen, um, which is amazing in a sport that obviously has tilted heavily that way. Oh, I should throw Purdue into that mix, you know? So it's just one of those things where I think it's funny, in a sport that's dominated by freshmen, the very top of the sport right now is operating in a very atypical way, which is winning with anything but freshmen. Interesting point. Zubin, uh, from the college game and what we've turned our attention to right now, let's take a look back. The Super Bowl in the books, ratings down slightly at 3%, but uh, I think for what you saw overall, that's got to be considered a win and just uh, the way com- people consume television anymore uh, with the Super Bowl. But for you, a look back at that one. Philly gets it done, and, and I know a lot of Eagles fans, you said, uh, from your neck of the woods, got to have smiles on their faces. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to describe because – they're in a division with the Dallas Cowboys, and when we think of these fan bases, we tend to think of the Green Bay Packers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I'll, 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 I mean, I'll fight to the last word that the Philadelphia Eagles have one of the largest, and obviously I think we saw this in each of their playoff victories, especially on Sunday, celebration. And sometimes it gets marred because of the rowdiness and the craziness of it all. But they have one of the most hardcore fan bases, large fan bases, extremely passionate fan bases, you're going to find. Who was the most beloved Eagles coach of a generation? It was Buddy Ryan. Uh, or you know, Vermeil. Right? Yeah. yeah. And they just love those sorts of guys. Yeah. I mean, and obviously Vermeil went to the Super Bowl. Andy Reid had great success. Buddy Ryan didn't have close to the amount of success that Andy no. Reid did. Uh-uh. But Buddy Ryan was the ethos of the city. Let me give you one quick quote from Sal Powell. We were doing Super Bowl postgame on Sunday night, and he joined our guys, Greenberg and Steve Levy, on the set. He said, listen, Sal, you've been identified with Philadelphia for a really long time. What do you think? And I'm just going to give you this. There's just no hyperbole, because in this type of situation, Sal would be totally serious. And he said, listen, in 2008, and remember, this is a Major League Baseball team that also took the city by storm and mm-hmm. has a great history with Mike Schmidt and Carlton, et cetera, all those guys, Boa. He goes, listen, um, I was at the Phillies victory parade. Yep, absolutely, McGraw. I was at the Phillies victory parade in 2008, Sal goes. This is a Major League Baseball World Series victory parade. He goes, the Eagles parade will be ten times bigger. That's what he said. Mm. He goes, it will be 10 times bigger. I understand that's a little bit of a figure of speech, but I think it is a South Jersey, Philadelphia obsession. It goes way beyond the city's borders. Um, If you watch them play the Rams in Los Angeles, the game where Wentz got hurt, but they clinched the division title with Hull, you saw how many Eagles fans there were. The Chargers game is one thing. It's a 27,000 seat stadium. Mm -hmm. Broncos fans go there. Teams, fans Mm -hmm. of other teams go there. But each time they went 3,000 miles, possibly one of the furthest trips their fan bases could take, save Seattle. And there were thousands upon thousands and thousands of Eagles fans at both games. I think they sensed at that time, of course, with Wentz that it was their time. I think they realized it's their time. They just didn't think it was going to be that full. So I think this is one of the NFL's great fan bases. Uh, there was a great sign during one of the victory parades. I don't know if you saw in one of the, the, uh, the crowd shots Sunday night. I chuckled at it. It said, Santa, are we even now? You know, <laughs> and those sorts of things. So I think it's one of those fan bases that maybe just doesn't get the pub that the other yeah. fan bases get. You don't see terrible towels like everywhere. Pittsburgh gets all that credit. I'm telling you, though, the Eagles fan base is really 
really running neck and neck with any of them. Mm-hmm. Does it feel to you like it does to me, and maybe this is part wishful thinking, that the that the uh, dynasty, that the run that the Patriots were on, um, it, it seems different this year, Zubin. It just does. It, it feels like we're, we're getting closure here. I mean, Brady's not getting any younger. Uh, Matt Patricia runs off. Josh McDaniels runs off. I know it's happened before with Weiss and Cornell after they had some success. Bill Belichick, uh, Bob Kraft, Brady, they didn't all appear to apparently weren't on the same page if you're to believe the reports that were uh, that were out there. Uh, does it feel like it's coming to an end in New England, Zubin? To me, it doesn't, but not for any of the reasons that you mentioned. Any of the reasons you mentioned are totally legitimate. I think Bob Kraft, more or less, you know, fact-check that ESPN story, but he used the word tension. Everybody uses it as a euphemism. He goes, well, you know, you're not going to have this much success if we don't have some tension in the building. Everybody wants to be great. Um, but I agree with everything that you said. Uh, you know, McDaniels is going to go here for round two. Patricia's going to get his first gig. Um, but I think, like you're right, they've had to replace all that before. But the one reason I would think it wouldn't come to an end is because I just look at the AFC, and if you said to me right now, even with the healthy went. Who has a better chance of returning to the Super Bowl? The Pats or the Eagles? I would take the Pats. And not because I think the Pats are better than the Eagles, and not because I think that they're going to have to work Wentz back in or anything mm-hmm. like that. I just think if you look at the AFC, I mean, give me your three teams in the AFC next year. New England, Pittsburgh, and... Interesting, who? yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, for me, they just get back there because they have Pittsburgh's number. Pittsburgh is kind of an undisciplined team. I, I, they run high on emotion, which I love. I love Coach Tomlin. Mm-hmm. But they just cannot get it done in the big moments. Is it Tennessee? I don't think you can trust them yet. Is Jacksonville, it Jacksonville? Maybe. maybe. Yeah. But Deshaun Watson and Andrew Luck, if one or both of them is healthy, is Jacksonville going 10-6 and six with those two guys firmly back in the division? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So my guess is I would pick New England just because I think there's a dearth of teams in the AFC. I think the NFC is loaded. I mean, some people think the hottest team in the NFC is a team that finished 6-10 and 10 in San Francisco, it's a, and Aaron Rodgers will be back. So yeah. I think I just look at it at the AFC and say, who's really getting in their way? They may not be great, to your point, Ken, but who's really going to impede that? Fair point, Zubin. Zubin, uh, this offseason shaping up to be, I think, one of the more intriguing ones with the quarterback movements. That's, Thank that's God, out there. as bad as basketball is in our state. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It, that is going to help out here. Y- you've mentioned to us before the NBA, how it's basically 11 months where you have all this NBA news. Could we see in the offseason? Maybe not 11 months overall, but but close to that with football this year? Oh, 100%. Because I think you're going to get into a situation here where even in the NBA, like, you know, it's interesting. The NBA is not expecting to have a very busy trade deadline because of some of the free agent money from a couple of years ago that's been swallowed up and the teams don't have a lot of money. Report today the Lakers are already looking at the 2019 free agent class because they're not going to be able to hit in 2018. In the NFL, they don't have any of those concerns. It's a year-to-year league. The NBA is not a year-to-year league. It's a league where you wrap somebody up into a long-term contract. And, you know, if you're Tom Gores, the guy that owns the Pistons, you got to go to Stan Van Gundy and say, is Blake Griffin worth it for this much money? Another four years, another $122 million? And they say yes, because he's immediately going to be a top-five player in the East. We pair him with Andre Drummond, who had 17-17 and 17 last night, and that's how we're going to build. In the NFL, it's truly year-to-year. In the NBA, you get a couple contracts that are, you know, long in length, or you get a couple contracts that are difficult to move, and your hands are tied. In the NFL, because it truly is, I hate to use the cliche, it's such a year-to-year league that I think you're going to always see that level of activity because the way the contracts are structured and the way they're not guaranteed to all players, and 
most of the money in certain cases outside of signing bonuses are not guaranteed. Um, so I think the NFL is just operating on a different plane that allows it this year and moving forward, Trent, to always be like that because it really is just a year-to-year game, whereas a lot of other sports, once you get a guaranteed contract in a lot of these other sports, there's only so much movement these teams can make if they realize that move was a mistake and there's nothing they can do to rectify it, get it off their hands, release the player. So the, the NFL is just set up in a different way where I think it actually makes it really interesting. We'll be talking to McShay tonight. I think I was just getting a note here. One of his latest box rests is out, and that's just another reason. We haven't even hit the combine. We haven't hit free agency. It's more than a month away. We haven't hit the draft yet, and this guy's coming out hot with his mock draft. So we're, we'll deal with that tonight, too, after the game. So the league is just set up in a different way than the other professional leagues. Sam Darnold's is number one pick. Just to let you know, I'm looking at it as uh, as you mentioned that, Zubin. Uh, make a little news here, Zubin. Last thing for you. we got about a minute left. Last time you were in the cafeteria, did you spot Patrick and Olbermann together? <laughs> no, it's funny you say that, though, but Keith is actually running a lot of commentaries on the I have not seen Dan here, but I would tell you that, you know, the last few nights I've worked every single night, including last night, we had an essay uh, from Olbermann on what he's thinking about in the world of sports. Just to give you a quick heads up, last night was pretty funny. You don't classify everything on rings, but he did seem to mention that Tom Brady had five rings and so did Luis Soho. So a lot of times rings don't exactly <laughs> come out to where they are supposed to be. Obviously, had he gotten six, he would have, that's the Pittsburgh Steelers organization for Super Bowl rings. Crazy. It's the difference between five and six. So I haven't seen Keith in person, but he's continuing to do more and more work. We had Boomer on again after the Super Bowl on Sunday with Randy Moss, the new Hall of Famer, and obviously the Hall of Famer, Steve Young. So it's kind of cool. For somebody that's 39 like me that grew up watching these guys, to be able to toss to one of their pieces, to be able to work in concert with them, I consider myself pretty lucky to be able to do that. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I, I'm, I'm always a fan of becoming smarter as a sports fan. And whatever you think about Olbermann, and obviously once he delves into politics, things got a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I think strictly as a sports fan, whether you like him or not otherwise, I think he makes you a smarter sports fan, and he makes you think. And I think that's what a lot of people want. There's an insatiable appetite, as you know, Ken, for information today, and that guy has a lot of information in his head. There's no doubt. <laughs> and you make us uh, smarter people as well, Zubin, and our radio program is better when you're part of it. Thank you, Zubin Mahente. We appreciate what you do for us on a weekly basis. We will catch up with you next week. Thanks, Zubin. I'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks. Thank you. Zubin Mahente, ESPN. As uh, he, he joins, what did you think about that story? Patrick and Olbermann, they were so good. They were. It's so tough to recreate, Trent, to, you to go back. You can't. I don't think you can either. It's a different environment. It's a different yep. world. Yeah, you, you're never I going tried. to be able to do that. I tried a couple of years, yeah. you know, within the last couple of years, and it wasn't the same. It wasn't um, the same. And, I mean, I'm not comparing a sports center where we're sitting, right? I don't know anybody think that. But it, it's it's difficult. And, mm-hmm. and you know, as we remember Olbermann and Patrick as appointment television. They Sports were appointment not tele- anymore. It's not that anymore. The we six o'clock Sports Center, five o'clock for us here. The six, right? It's not a big deal. No, it's not. You, you can find information all kinds of different and places. Twitter's got highlights instantly for yeah. the most part. Right. You don't have to wait to find out who won the Angels Mariners game that no. night when I got the Mariners laying California one and a half. Angels as well as Al Michaels calls. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a different world. Yeah, I'd love to see it. It'd probably give you a slight uptick for. I don't know, six months, maybe even mm-hmm. a year of ratings, but mm-hmm. it's not going to last. It isn't. And Patrick's got, I mean, I think he's older than I am. I, mean, he's, yeah. I think he's in his early 60s. Yes. 
does he really want to do that? And does he want to give up radio? I hope not. Right. I mean, I think that show that they, I think they've got a really good show. He's yeah. really good. Him and his cast. Mm-hmm. Those guys have been with him a long time. They they know what they're doing. Absolutely. Entertaining, interesting. Great yeah. access to some of the yes. biggest names in uh, ESPN radios. I don't think it's just going to. Uh, but know. at 60 whatever years of age. You got all the money you can spend. But I think he lives in California. You want to live in Bristol? Yeah, do it for a few years and go know. out. That's have you been to center. Bristol? No, I've not. Have you been to California? <laughs> I have. <laughs> a little different. Okay. A little different. Couple years. Go out in your thirties, yeah. But I don't know about sixties. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We got to get time out. Yeah. Uh, we will come back, wrap up the hour. John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com, Vinnie Iyer, Sporting News. They'll both be here in the 1 o'clock hour. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I are here until 2 on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Well, it's that time of year again. Tax time. Not all tax firms are the same. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. Not only am I a tax pro, but a certified financial planner as well. We can discuss tax savings ideas and financial services when we meet. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. Give us a try. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440 Advantage Financial and Tax Services. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 65. 50 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. Caring Hands Food Pantry serves the residents of Southeast Polk School District as well as all of Bondurant and Pleasant Hill. If you live in this area or use the school system and find yourself in need of additional food at this time, come in Mondays or Wednesdays between 3 and 6 or on Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday between 11 and 1. You will need to bring in an ID for each member of your family and a piece of mail postmarked and delivered to you for each adult over 18 in order to register. There are no income requirements, no checking of employment, nor need to be signed up for any government or church charity program we are here to help if you need food we have it for you caring hands has been serving the southeast polk area for more than 20 years and is funded by charitable contributions from those of us in the community check out their website at caringhandsiowa.org as a small business owner you're juggling it all including customers calls from your personal phone but with grasshopper you get a business phone number and a business phone system from our mobile app so you can work smarter not harder. Grasshopper for its calls, texts, even transcribes voicemails. Everything you need to simplify your business and stay responsive. With Grasshopper, there's no long-term contracts and customer support is 24-7. Whether you're starting or growing your business, Grasshopper is the answer. Now get $20 off your first month when you visit grasshopper.com radio. Now at Menards, save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. Whether it's a new garage or a kitchen remodel, you'll get 11% off on all of it. The bigger the project, the bigger the savings. There's no limit to how much you can save with 11% off everything now at Menards. Good through February 10th. 11% savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. 
At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Hey guys, Trent Condon here again from 1700 KBGG. We made it. A new year upon us. A happy 2018. I know a lot of people have New Year's resolutions, things you want to improve upon, but a lot of times you need help. If better health is one of your goals in 2018, I have a place for you that has helped me. It's New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness has built a strong history helping one patient at a time. They'll make a program specifically designed for you from weight loss, hormonal treatment, maybe it's migraines, so many things that New Leaf Wellness can help you with in 2018. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. At 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. It's New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. Hey, guys. This is Nate Adams. You want to know where to go for the best Valentine's Day gifts this year? Go to Christopher's Fine Jewelry. It's a tradition for the men in the Adams family to visit Christopher's because we trust their friendly, down-to-earth staff. No big sales pressure. They're happy to answer your questions and take the stress out of Valentine's Day shopping. Stop by Christopher's today at 3427 Merle Hay Road and tell them the Adams family sent you. Let's go. Let's go. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. You Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. Final, well, minute, literally, yes, yes. Uh, of the hour. We went long with Zubin, but uh, it's easy to do. It's great information. One of my favorite segments of the week. All right, I got something for you coming up to kick off the hour. You know Philly will be playing Thursday night to kick off the season. Oh, I've already done it. I, I And I figured if there's anybody <laughs> no, that has. it's easy, had, Trent. It's easy. I know the answer. You know the answer. Yes, I know the well, answer. All right. I, do you think quiz. you have a pretty good idea? I, I think I have the answer. I do, too. All well, right. we'll get into it because, as we all know, right. the, the Super Bowl winner opens up the uh, next season at home on Thursday night, as the Patriots did last year with the Chiefs. Who will the Eagles host Thursday night? I can't believe you. Well, I can believe you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I love the NFL trend. Yes, you do. You love the NFL schedule. I love every schedule. Yeah, football. I'm going to miss it so much. Uh, I'll miss you, but folks, come on back. We're only going to be gone for about five minutes. The 1 o'clock hour is next. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I are here until 2, 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right than you. 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. When you hear washer systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The washer systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years. Washer systems of Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14 Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. Hey guys, this is Nate Adams. You want to know where to go for the best Valentine's Day gifts this year? 
go to Christopher's Fine Jewelry. It's a tradition for the men in the Adams family to visit Christopher's because we trust their friendly, down-to-earth staff. No big sales pressure. They're happy to answer your questions and take the stress out of Valentine's Day shopping. Stop by Christopher's today at 3427 Merle Hay Road and tell them the Adams family sent you. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. As a small business owner, you're always on the go. So how can you make sure you never miss a customer's call? Grasshopper. That's right. With Grasshopper, you get all of the features of a business phone system that's affordable and incredibly easy to use directly on your cell phone. You get a toll-free or vanity phone number that's memorable and professional. Customers are forwarded to your phone and connected to your team. And you can work from anywhere using Wi-Fi calling or our desktop app. And with our mobile app, your outgoing calls and texts show up as your professional phone number. Voicemails are transcribed and sent to your email so you can determine their importance at a glance. So whether you're on the go or working from home and need to keep business calls separate or you simply want a professional tone, Grasshopper makes it happen. Set up your account in just minutes. There are no long-term contracts and support is 24-7. Get your calls, stay connected, thrive. Now get $20 off your first month when you visit grasshopper.com slash radio. Grasshopper.com slash radio. Your home for UNI basketball is right here. 1700 KBGG. It's stolen away. McLeod's got it for UNI. Juwan for Brown. He'll throw it inside to pick. He laid it up and in. Catch every Panther basketball game home and away on 1700 KBGG with a call from Gary Rima. And the head coach for the Panthers, Ben Jacobson, joins Jimmy B and TC each Monday at 515. Presented by Washer Systems of Iowa. Your home for the Panthers, 1700 KBGG. Walk to prevent suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an out-of-the-darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education, advocacy, and pro- 